no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. We're back. It's another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's your boy, the purvey of all things pistachio, lavender pistachio, pumpkin spice, and everything in between that recycles and calls 311. It's your boy, PL. Who else we got in the building? Very proud of you. Hi, everybody. Head Shep Suit. It's a pleasure and an honor. <laughs> it is. Hi, it's Jazzy. And we have a special guest in the building. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. So it's Shan. Um, I guess uh, better known as Let's Not Get Wasted. Um, <laughs> I champion for four pillars of sustainability. Okay, period. And I'm about all things environmental. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks Yay. for having me. Welcome, welcome. She is a friend of the pod. You know, she was very active during our quarantine Brunch series, series. Yeah. those things were yeah. was I miss those yeah man those was those was when people were pulling up with plates yeah and I, I was like, like fully oh, dressed and all that things are fully bellinis. dressed yeah man bellinis were on the yeah. zooms we had bellinis on the zooms yeah. oh my gosh we made it through we yeah. sure did it was fun I just want three more months back in the crib to just like <laughs> do that that was that was partially fun man I literally said to somebody I was like if we had to pandemic again, I don't know what to do. I've been begging, I've been begging for quarantine to come back since like the end of 2021. I was like, this we're doing a lot outside. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas yeah, don't bro. feel it. Like yeah. Yeah. speaking of comebacks, um, everyone's favorite WNBA forward, what is she? A forward center, Brittany Griner has landed on U.S. soil. Yes. Yeah, uh, thankfully, uh-huh. thankfully, she was um, filmed at a Buffett. With a flat top, her her, her dreads are cut off because she said when she showered they were in danger of freezing. Oh, um, wow. So she's back. She's back. Um, you know, Joe Byron exchanged a ruthless merchant dealer mm-hmm. for a celebrity basketball player. But you know, I guess it's okay to leave Marine in in Russia to get back a celebrity. Anyway, anyway. Um, so we can you talk. Don't even care. You just trying to stoke the fire do i care i care about um as they said on fox news not that i watched that so how you saw it <laughs> okay ask <laughs> it him again <laughs> ask him again it was on the timeline but um you know even elon said it right um i thought we don't leave we don't leave marines behind but you left one in russia and brought home a basketball player and then the uh prophet scholar dr umar johnson mm-hmm. <laughs> said on the radio that she checks off more boxes, right? She's Mm -hmm. a woman, she's a lesbian, uh, she's black, and she's a celebrity. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the election cycle and the news cycle, she checked off more boxes than white Marine guy, Mm -hmm. right? So it's it's something to think about because I think that her case got more recent um, news coverage. Mm -hmm. But I also think that um, the guy they... They sent back to Russia is not like he wasn't like 
a Russian basketball player. Like, he wasn't, like, a tennis player. Like, mm-hmm. he's known to, like, sell mad guns. Yeah. And now sending them back to Russia during a war. Right. <laughs> so, for me, I just want to make sure that, you know, folks understand, like, was it worth it? Was that really an even exchange? And I think it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that, you know, people wanted Brittany home. Um, I wasn't in her shoes. You know, obviously her family wanted her home. Mm-hmm. But what about the other guy that's still there? Granted, okay, he was a spy. Yeah, so. the people that are still there. Don't yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it's just one no. person. <laughs> yeah, it's more. Yeah. It's it's lots of people who are still like you know prisons and not just in Russia. I mean, you know, I mean, we're talking about Russia exclusively right now, but I mean, do you think that the um, do you think her sentence was fair for the crime in the first place? Forgetting, forgetting to, forgetting to take out a vape pen. So, because she got sentenced to like nine years or something like that. Yeah, Correct. and there's a lot of discretion in Russia. So, like, mistake of fact. So, it's weird, right? Because here in the states, right, mm-hmm. if you have like a a licensed knife, yeah, and you're licensed to carry it in Ohio, mm-hmm. but you're not licensed to carry it in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and you cross that bridge, you can't always say, "Oh, I forgot." If the laws in one state say one thing. Mm-hmm. And you violate the laws; it's within their discretion, you know, to basically say how they're going to punish you. So in this case, you know, drugs are illegal in Russia. So yes, she made an honest mistake, but they don't care about that because you still have possession of drugs in the country. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that that brings up the other part of the question: Well, why was she in Russia? Right, and I feel like that's literally the biggest mistake: the mm-hmm. fact that she had to go over there because she's not properly compensated here mm-hmm. um there was actually a post that said the most lucrative nba mascot makes six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year that's my mascot. dog yeah, yeah, yeah. yes the mascot he's, and he's wild good too which he's, mascot he's, he's, i don't even remember i want to say it's either the uh denver nuggets like the dude that be doing all the flips uh-huh or um the gorilla. I got to look it up. It's it's a dude that be flipping a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which one it is. But it's crazy to me because... Crazy flips. That's... <laughs> had she time. been making that much money, she wouldn't have had to go to Russia to Russia supplement to her income. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> this is a very hot topic that we talked about on IG because I saw an interview on LeBron's show, The Shop, mm-hmm. Elisa Leslie, Hall of Fame WNBA player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they asked her, what can we do to prop up the WNBA. And she said, well, for starters, give up a couple of nights in a casino and pay us more money. Yeah. Like, as in the dub- as in the NBA guys come out of pocket yeah. to give them more money. Mm-hmm. And then Draymond Green was just like, basically, fuck out of here. Right. Because mm-hmm. we already Very do own a brand lot. for him. We, right. right. It is, though. <laughs> like, his thought was, yo, we do a lot for y'all already in terms of retweeting, um, donating... <laughs> That wasn't his exact words, but he says nobody supports the WNBA more than NBA players. And and then Kyrie was paying salaries, so yeah, right. So respectfully, there's been times where certain NBA players was watching the game, so it was like the the New York Liberty are playing, and Mm dude's like, "Your number three is mad good," and then somebody'd be like, "Her name is Lindsey Johnson Joseph." Get her name right, asshole. Yeah. He's like, God damn, my fault, right? So sometimes there's that like vitriolic response to them trying to show support. Mm-hmm. But when people say, okay, don't pay her what LeBron makes, 
fine. <laughs> but the the one thing that people don't understand about the business of basketball is that most of, matter of fact, all of the WNBA teams are co-owned by an NBA franchise, mm-hmm. and they keep them afloat financially through direct subsidy. Mm-hmm. So the WNBA has not been profitable yet. They lose like $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always right? operate at a deficit. Right? So they operate at a deficit. So to say pay them more, it's like, how? Yeah. <laughs> right? And I think every time I've said that to, to somebody, they're like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. So then I'll, it's usually I'm talking to, you know, a female cousin or somebody, and I'm like, okay, how many WNBA games have you gone to? Mm-hmm. What? 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 But right? the same cousin, do they go to NBA games? Yeah, of course they do. Right, okay. and then <laughs> she was like in a heartbeat, and then I'll say, okay, how much WNBA merch do you have? How much ad they dollars are going behind the the promotion of these games and the merch? So, if they're operating at a deficit, I would posit that they're not putting that many ad dollars behind. And I would also like to add, even their merch with their name on it, they don't get profit from that, which is what another player was stating. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I don't want to get paid as much as someone else who's pulling in more, but why am I not getting paid for you selling something with my name, my name on, on it? it? So even if people are yeah. buying merch, they're not getting them. They're not getting money from that. So that's a very good point. And I think um, they need also a stronger union, right? So... There's the jersey piece, but I also think if people walked around with WNBA jerseys on, it would it would bring more. Mm-hmm. But um, they've got to be excited. It. I mean, listen, if we're, if we're talking about like just the American sports market in general, like you need a certain even FIFA, right? Football, true football, right? Um, is a global sport. Right. The American market doesn't get it. Nah. They don't get it. They need they need like a lot of propaganda to get them going, which is why I'm saying I'm, I didn't know the the piece about them operating at a deficit. But, you know, just as you know, like I feel like it's kind of simple math. If you're looking at like a budget, if you already in the red, I can't throw extra dollars behind marketing you. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like if you're not putting the extra effort around getting them more exposure or building the hype campaign around them, then how would anybody get excited? How would anybody in this American market get excited to go to a game? It's almost like, you know, instead of maybe trying to invest a little bit more so that they can, they can, you know, risk seeing some more revenue come in. It's like, all right, we might be good, you know, being at a negative here. Let's keep them stable here rather than investing so that we could see if they can grow so that might be what's happening instead of actual like true investment in in their in their games because i would i would go just off the strength of knowing that these women aren't being compensated to be honest but i don't know anything about the the schedule i don't know anything about like i never hear a commercial nothing the same if they're playing at the same barclays where's their picture right it's not out front. It's just the, the Nets. Right. You get I what I'm saying? I also don't know who's on the Nets. But. <laughs> I mean, so. But it's true. You see yeah. what I'm saying? If you're saying that they're co-owned by male franchises, then why aren't the female players also broadcasted at the Barclay? And I also like to add, too, in regards to salary and compensation, I don't think people should be looking towards NBA players, but the owners, right? Yeah. These are people who are multi-billionaires. Mm-hmm. So where are they? Are they opening up their wallets? Are they reaching in to say like, okay, I can give up. You can give up a billion and still cover mm-hmm. their salary. Yeah. So I think we should be looking at that point as well because they're overcompensated. Who's overcompensated? This, the, the people who own the team. Like what? So most franchises, 
so it's it's interesting because like when you go sport by sport, the most profitable American sport is football. Yeah, of course. I, I could imagine. Yeah, that. football. Yeah. Then basketball. Yeah. Then baseball. Yeah. But well, football don't got no guarantee contracts still. Baseball. Wild. Baseball got the craziest contracts. Like mm-hmm. we just signed. Um, we being the Mets. We being the Mets, of course. <laughs> um, so Steve Cohen, our payroll is gonna be over three hundred million for the year mm-hmm. now. They charge probably like fourteen dollars for a, a glizzy at the stadium, and yeah. the beer is like sixty. So he's making money, right? Now mm-hmm. he probably paid a billion for the franchise, but you know, in terms of business, it's like okay, if your expenses are three hundred million, and for the year between concessions, season ticket holders, like me that are getting squoozed, mm-hmm. squeezed, <laughs> squeezed, right? He might bring in, and I ain't trying to watch his pockets, but he's probably making the profit, right? Yeah. So when you when you math that, you can say, okay, yeah, I'll pay this this pitcher forty million per year for two years mm-hmm. to try to get that World Series ring because that's going to bring even more notoriety, mm-hmm. and you know people might buy jerseys for their entire family mm-hmm. in four different colors. And, you know, that's another <laughs> bag, right? That's so, hilarious because it sounds the, like a you thing. <laughs> but even with the WNBA, so it's like I watched the WNBA draft with my daughter. Yeah. I watched college because women's basketball is mad good. It's yeah. a very good product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's no dunks happening, but <laughs> there's a lot of qualities. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Listen, there's... <laughs> No, like they nice. Like it was a woman because our family is South Carolina. Okay. So they just won the women's basketball championship in college. Nice. So a lot of the players I rooted for, I watched the draft, watched them get drafted, and I felt bad because it wasn't the same kind of <laughs> draft. Like the guys. Right. Nah, it wasn't. Right. But it was still watching them walk out happy and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I'm like, okay, great. My daughter's like, oh, I want to watch the uh, that team play the Liberty. So I'm like, I bet I'm gonna go find tickets. Right. And to sit like. Next to the referee at a at a Liberty game is like a hundred dollars, and I'm like, yo, that shit makes no sense because the shit <laughs> next to a referee at a Knicks game is fucking thirty thousand dollars. I know it's facts, but it feels like no, shit. it's sad. Like, yeah, it's like they're not like that's too low, yeah. right? Right, and I think that so there's that. It almost feels like nah, yeah, doing them dirty pricing at that low. Like, are you trying to make a profit? Right, and then at the same time, it's just like there's stars in the WNBA, like Lindsey Whalen and um, Shorty right now that's on ESPN. Came out by name right now. Um, and then you got. Um, Keep hearing about Sue Bird. Sue Bird just retired. She was a beast. Um, Tarazi, mm-hmm. Brittany. Mm-hmm. You got stars. Why aren't they getting endorsements? Why aren't they getting like. Meanwhile, the NBA yes. is throwing. Yes. I just think about like an Amari, Amari Stoudemire, who we thought was going to do something for the Knicks, right? Through 100 M's. He, had a, he had a couple of solid okay, years. Okay, that's cute. That's cute. That's cute. That's real <laughs> a cute. A couple of solid years. That's real cute. No, no chips. <laughs> No it wasn't chips. him. We traded away everybody for Carmelo. He was killing, and but here's was, what but here's what I'm saying. We was real. We were willing to risk a hundred M's on somebody, and I don't know. Does the NBA do guarantee can- contracts? Yeah, we guaranteed a hundred M's on it. This thing was injured maybe like three fourths <laughs> of the year, and it was like, look at the level of risk that you're taking with this particular game. A hundred dollars to sit next to the referee right. on people who are established stars, as you've said. It's crazy. It says to me, operationally, on the back end, y'all just are okay with right. keeping it afloat here. Right. That's what it says. But 
I I will say the same way all of Black Israelites showed up for for Kyrie. <laughs> if the, if there was a showing for like a Liberty game saying pay them more, motherfuckers would take notice and would probably pay them more. And I think the top WNBA player makes like maybe three hundred k. She makes less than some business improvement district executive di- directors. She makes yeah. less Don't than be some offended, human less, less than the mascot. Now, <laughs> yeah. now like, less than the mascot. The season, uh-huh. the, the season is a short season. It's only like, what, June to like September? So that's, it's actually a quick bag. Yeah, but I think that you want to draw people the same way like kids, you know, once they can like look at TV, they're like, right. I want to be a basketball mm-hmm. player. I want to be like LeBron. I don't think little girls are going like, I want to be Lisa a, Leslie. A Lisa Leslie, because we we what do we see Leslie? We don't see Lisa right. Leslie do anything. There's no attention to it, so mm. it probably is not even drawing the level of talent that yes. it probably could, could if there was more like of a monetary incentive. For sure, I would agree. Even going back to visibility, like a lot of the times when they're playing, even if you don't know the sport, like their hair stays intact. Yeah, when they come, I'm like, they why don't they have like an edge control something? Yeah. Like I feel like within that sport. And I also feel like a lot of people, even outside of seeing um, their favorite athletes when they're playing, they see them in the commercials. Mm-hmm. They see them, you know, advertising something else. So I feel like there is a market for the WNBA. Like, women athletes in general, um, yeah, like, even if they were, like, had a commercial for Always or something, like, yeah. oh, this is what I use when I'm playing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that, that no matters. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> and you know what? Instead of when taking playing, responsibility... When I I use this, uh, this version. Maxi pad, yes. Instead of... It's, that's no, actually fucking yeah. good marketing. But the reality, marketing, the reality yes. situation is those moves could have been made a long time ago and they right. haven't. Instead of taking responsibility on the back end, folks are very ready to shift it to the viewership. They're always like, but you, do you watch a game? It's like, nigga, put it in front of me. Maybe right. I will watch yeah. a game. You didn't put it in front of me. Like, you put the guy games in front of me. I can't ride up and down Flatbush Avenue and not see every player on the nets. I don't know these guys' names either, but I might know their faces because right. every time I ride up and down Flatbush, I'm going to see them, you For know? Sure. So it's almost like, you know, I think the WNBA, I would like to get more into it because I do I do personally feel uh, convicted when people ask if I watch the games and I don't, you know? I don't watch the NBA either, though. No, the truth is so. I don't. I don't watch too much sports yeah. these days. Unless That's, it's FIFA. I'm That's World one thing. Cup That's one thing. If, crazy, if you're not but. into sports, period. So I understand the women's equity pay argument. Yeah. You know, I think women should get paid equally. Full stop. Full stop. Thank you. Provided that... <laughs> Full stop, comma. Right. Full stop, semicolon. <laughs> Provided that in this case, though, I think it has to make business sense. So in every in in every so in 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 the other sport that's kind of analogous. So women's tennis, women's tennis. Serena makes more than a lot of men. Yeah. But rightfully so, she's one of the best in the yes. world. Yeah. But her and her sister had to fight for that shit. Yes. Like she and her sister fought for that. Yes. And when when she was fighting for it, people, was like, shut up and play. Like shut up and swing. Yeah. She's like, nah, fuck that. So she had to fight for that. Yeah. Right? So I feel like she's the reason why everybody else is getting paid decently in tennis. Because mm-hmm. for a while, there was a big disparity. And I remember when she fought, like, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And I think women's... Soccer is the Soccer. Same. They're better than the men's team. So U.S. women's 
U.S. soccer, generally, I don't know enough about to even... Yeah. Right? But, so all you need to know is the women's team I has know chips. in the last <laughs> right. FIFA's, like, yeah. they got further than the men and that kind of stuff. They have chips. The um, men's team. But know. I also have tried to watch, like, regular, like, like MLS soccer. Mm -hmm. It's not a good product. So yeah. they don't make... A, like, men's lacrosse, like, men's pro lacrosse, mm -hmm. men's pro... Um, like rugby, mm -hmm. like certain sports that just don't have like the TV dollars because there's the concessions, there's like the TV revenue. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of different revenue streams you can pull from to pay somebody a lot of money. For the sure. NBA has a massive TV contract. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can say I will give like a decent player $10 million a year because they're getting so much TV money. I think if the WNBA had a bigger TV contract mm -hmm. and then was able to kind of find a way to say okay based off this tv contract we're gonna give them this and this and then the top players outside of that can go get money in marketing then i think it'll right size it but i still don't see a way to pay as of right now um and i challenge the world to find a way mm. Tarazi, she she should be making millions yeah. but should she make lebron money in her like she should make the equivalent of what LeBron makes in WA million dollars. Like what that is, I don't know. But she's she's better than dudes in basketball. She should be uh, compensated accordingly. But how? Right? Like it's, it's going to take an investment on the back end, and I feel like nobody's paying any of us enough to figure it out for them. I feel like <laughs> no, truly. Now, if I was an, if I was an owner, <laughs> and every WNBA game was packed, mm -hmm. I would be like, hmm. Like, I'd have to think about it. I'd be looking at OWN. I'd be looking at Lifetime. I'd be looking at all of these woman-centric networks. Like, yo, you know, do you want exclusive rights to do this? You know what I'm saying? And then get the sponsorship dollars off of there. It's not like they don't have programming that's already pulling Very an true. audience. They're not trying is what I'm telling you. I, I don't disagree with you. Very and true. I'm not in advertise. I'm not in buying, media buying or anything like that. But I just feel like as somebody, you know, who can, who can see points connect... Mm -hmm. There are just points it could have connected that I don't know that anybody has invested the time or the research to do, you know, and, and if they have, then forgive me, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, yo, you know, I, we're talking about a Britney Green. Anybody want to see her welcome home game? Maybe Oprah should invest in probably uh, having some rights to stream. And have Gail King do the uh, talk. Perhaps if she's not going to treat them like she did Lisa Leslie after Kobe's Yeah, uh, that passing. was nuts. That was tacky. She was mean to R. Kelly, too. I'm fighting for my life. I'm fighting for my life. Those might those might not be fully fully equivalent, Good. but yeah. I, I think you know we can also agree that <laughs> he got stuck. <laughs> you know, there's also a big desire to pay women equally. There's also a desire to treat men equally, because <laughs> in the last few months, you know, Miss um, not Annie, but Ice Spice from the Bronx has launched a war on... Call her by her name. Ice Spice. Ice. ISIS, right? <laughs> She's launched a war on men's sensibilities. Um, She's released an expose. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. But mm -hmm. the... Uh, if I hear one more time, somebody say on the gram, you thought I was feeling you? <laughs> That's the problem with this generation. There's not enough feelings involved in right. relationships, mm -hmm. right? I don't agree with that. Mm. Right? I don't agree with that. So all of this... Um, calling guys munches, mm -hmm. that's, no, that's not what it is. And I'm here today to make a PSA <laughs> and say it ends today. 
So what what's your issue that the men are like identifying as such? I don't know. Not or... one man is running around saying I'm a munch. <laughs> no. I know a few. I know a few too. Oh my! Oh, shit. <laughs> so y'all know men that are wake, that are walking around saying I'm a munch. I'm Absolutely. saying they've been here, they've been outside. Is Didn't what I'm you saying. see when she was at some award show and the guys recording her, and then he's like, "I'm a munch too," and she was like, "Oh word, that's what's up." <laughs> so he did all that, and she, and she, little, she was like, "Oh bro. word, that's what's up," yeah. and she went to her seat. The, what was it? The BZ Hip Hop Awards. I'm pretty sure in a crazy old though. super if we go into if we dig in the crates we're going to find an old episode of our of our own podcast where I've called men garbage disposal mouth. You have said that. That's episode 25, I'm telling you. They've been here. They've been, and there's sure. no shame to them. There's no shame just like some people t- people have their I'm not a kink shamer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kink shamer. I'm not a kink shamer. It's <laughs> right. a thing. So if you if you like what you like, <laughs> if you like what you like, then like what you like. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, what we need to talk about is shaming men about the things that they like. We shouldn't shame men about the things that they like. They I agree. Freedom. <laughs> I'm here to advocate for the freedom for men to not be judged about the things that they like. So back in the day, the Lil' Kims of the world, you know, had, had songs like Tonight. And there were all these songs around, you know, going down and yeah. whatnot. Um, and whatnot. <laughs> 1972 lingo. Right. <laughs> but... You know, that was in the context of, okay, you know, Lil' Kim was Lil' Kim, whatever, yeah. fine. Um, but deep down, she was a lover girl, right? She Like, she really wanted to be with... With, with Biggie. Biggie, deep down. Mm-hmm. Ice Spice, on the other hand, is advocating all this munch shit. And then, on the other hand, Drake's like, she attend trying to rap is good on mute. <laughs> that was about her? I, I believe so. Allegedly. Allegedly is about mm-hmm. her. And she retweeted that and said... At least I'm a 10. <laughs> a win is a win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all I'm here to say is, I I might be wrong, right? But I don't know if it's conducive to relationship building to be calling men munches. Maybe she's not trying to build a relationship. Maybe she's just trying to talk to the niggas who are munches. Which is cute <laughs> now, but then in five years, when, when she's... Yeah. She might marry the munch. Who knows? Right. <laughs> in five years, she might actually start talking about things that are relevant to her yeah. in five years. Just like how a how lot of... She? I don't even know. She's, I feel like she's... Oh, she's a... Yeah, yeah. she should be talking about that now. She's right. a young thing. Like, And I'm not for nothing, I've said this to like some of my like uh, younger cousins and stuff. Like, You don't realize, because of the world we live in, you don't realize how much power as a young woman... Like, you don't realize how much power you have right. to define the world for yourself because you're kind of navigating and people are telling you what they're going to do with you. And you don't realize how much authority you have when you're young. First of all, people are scared of the youth, but to be a young black woman yeah. is a lot of power. And so I like to remind my younger cousins, like, yo, you got a lot of authority and you need to know that. Don't abuse it, but you should know that you have it. So then when somebody tells you, oh, this is what we're going to do, you have the power to say, nah, no. that's not how that works. It's going to go this way. And so I feel like this is just this girl saying, like, I'm good looking, this is my body, and they're due to do this because they like to do it. It's not like right. I'm drugging these men to do it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we 
had another rapper who was cool with dropping drinks and pe- dropping things in people's champagne and she ain't even know it. People cleared that. Come made on. It He's a character. Nobody swear by that. Nobody swears by it, but I'm just talking about how, how I think he really did that. Yeah, he did yeah, that. Yeah, he said he that. that. Like, no, no, no. Mm. I didn't say he didn't say it. Mm. Put Molly in a champagne. She didn't know, know it. And that I made it all the way that. to the mainstream radio before yeah. somebody was like, this is date rape. Yeah. Yeah, he was wailing with that. And I mean, real dudes don't condone no type of well, box yeah. thievery. Like, listen, I say this for episodes now. We yeah. don't condone package stuff. We don't yeah, steal box. package stuff. We don't steal box. We don't I do that. Box thievery. No but, box thievery. But what I'm saying is that like, okay, this still made it to the mainstream though, right? right. Somebody who perceives that particular artist as a real whatever is going to think that that's real whatever behavior. Mm-hmm. I just don't want the young guys out there who are wholesome thinking they got to do that in order to get I don't want them to think that either. Because I don't think that they think that because you know? even if you think about it, it goes back to consumerism because she had a song right before the Munch song where it was about her really liking a guy and mm-hmm. he did her dirty. We both of the Bronx. Right. So know that you dirty. You know what you dirty. But, Why would you do me like that? Or something that like that. But in that same song she said... I'm a smooch. I cannot choose. So she said that, and a smooch is like a treesh, which which the young boys say. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The, I don't know the verbiage. It's a woman of the night. It's oh. a woman that's very uh, promiscuous. So she referred to herself as a promiscuous. Yes, woman? and she said that he got mad because she slept with his best friend in that same song. So that's okay. why he okay. he cut her loose. Okay. So. Again, I know a lot of wholesome guys that recycle and just, you know, <laughs> go about their day and they're like, big bro, man, it's hard to get a good woman out here. And then, you know, it's dudes that might, you know, be out at the club or, you know, wherever trying to find like a nice woman and that munch shit come on and he's like, damn. So, you know, I got to sign up for that just, just to hope to get past like the, the How entry How many gate. songs are talking about women's throats? Right. That was I one mean, song. Come on, it's and not was one on it. song. Bro, baby was one song. It's not one song. We're always talking and it, about. Y'all see, girls was on there going crazy. Listen, all I'm saying is this: talking about women, you know, performing any kind of sexual activity is right. not new business. So the fi- finally, we have this one moment where this girl is given a title to some to some dudes who right. actually enjoy this activity. That's an anthem for them. They you should know, be embracing it. Empowerment. Like I don't <laughs> munch up, munch up. Okay, you know, munch put your arms down. Like if that's what you do, claim it. Claim it, man. Claim it. Own I mean, it. Claim it. Maybe she'll get a crunch and munch. Sponsorship? Oh, Maybe Meg got hottie sauce. <laughs> yes, from Popeyes. She got that, that might sauce. be coming. Maybe next. she will get crunch and munch. That would be fantastic. And I think actually. so too. Of course, Miss uh, the Queen of Tributes would be <laughs> all for men being being objectified and. Listen, I'm for people being empowered. Like I said, I don't kink shame. So whatever it is right. that you into, you into it. I don't yuck yums. That's what we call it. I don't yuck yums. Woo. You know what? On this note, fellas. Protect your jaws and your wallets, please. <laughs> protect, <laughs> protect your jaws and your wallets. There's no threat outside. No forehead taps. <laughs> None of that. Don't let nobody bump on your forehead. Uh, see, this is why in Jamaica they were so against Aishana because, you know, there was like, you know, she's opening up the uh, floodgates. Um... 
And that was episode 25, 26, mm -hmm. Cars and Garages. And now look where we are. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> we love it here. Yeah. Well, to get us out of this, I'm going to go to Kwanzaa. Okay. <laughs> and, um, fellas, instead of being tributized or labeled a munch, get your Kwanzaa. I, it's funny. Today at my kid's school, they gave me like a, a kit. Mm-hmm. With the name of the the candle holder on there, and mm -hmm. right now I can I cannot remember the name mm -hmm. of the Kwanzaa candle holder <laughs> at this very moment. But I think this year there's no Kwanzaa crawl. Yeah. So make sure that you commit to the principles of Kwanzaa, being that this year this is the year 2022. Mm -hmm. Lost Betty White. Yeah, I mean, we I lost Betty White been dead. Yeah, early this year. Betty White. White. This is why this year she died. This Betty White. Year. She nah. died this year. It was, I, Top of the year. Uh, oh, she did not. Was it? The, I didn't. I well, the year, I don't know. Right the year fact check so me. Long. But I feel like Betty White died in January. Betty White didn't. Hold on, wait a second. Betty White. <laughs> oh shit! She died December thirty first, twenty twenty one. Oh. oh. She died in her Human sleep. Human encyclopedia. She deserved to die in her sleep <laughs> yeah. peacefully. I didn't want Betty White to ever die. Ever, like, me neither. Nobody she did. She was the last golden girl. Nobody wanted Betty White to... You know what? I remember it now. Nobody wanted... Because it was, it was after Chadwick, wasn't it? Right. And then yeah. Which I feel like it was a lot at that time. Mm -hmm. So she was um, like 99. Yeah. yeah. Right. She was like, like, a couple, like a month or two. Yeah. Because even People Magazine yeah. had an article ready for her. Like, yes. oh, I'm happy birthday. Happy 100th birthday. Yeah, it's like she died she before died it even right was released. It. Betty White was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, too, back to this much thing real quick, if I must. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The other thing I'm concerned about is that you got woman is king, right? Okay. And <laughs> I just don't want men to feel coerced. Why? Listen, if you if you feel coerced after a song, like, you have bigger no, no, fish it's to fry. It's more so like, what if you go on a date, a $300 date, $400 date, okay. and then afterwards she's like hitting you on your, on your head like this. No woman is gonna do that to you, right? Me personally, no. <laughs> but and, and let's also <laughs> let's talk. I mean, this is not on topic, but let's talk about the guys who are worried about the woman using them for three hundred dollars dates, okay. but they don't have the funds. For you the don't even have the three hundred dollars. Oh, She's a gold that. digger, but you have no gold today. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's. It, I don't know. I just feel like to me, in terms of the the whole munching, we're talking about. I think. It's important for me to say, black people need to, black and brown folks, I think our part of our liberation is going to be through pleasure. It's going to be through pleasure activism. It is. We need to be comfortable with liking what you like without right. worrying about people, what they think about you. There are many men who have said to me, and they, some of them are platonic friends. Some of them are people I've had in, I've had uh, conversations with just in passing, where they they naturally had the development to want to learn how to please their girlfriend at the time. Of course, yeah. So like, so then you know what I mean. Yeah, so different. it was it was natural for them to be like, oh, I want to get good at this. Why then should we? So I'll practice on a random. No, but it's random people random. do it like, all the time. People do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Before there are women song. in high school. You know, I went to Barton. No, I'm not saying there's a lot of that going on. I'm just saying there were women who were just like in any school, there were girls who were a little Known bit way more advanced. Yeah. Known eaters. No. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, like what I what I want to express here is that there were women, they were they were young, they were younger girls, because in high school you're a young girl. Or young women, I should say, whatever, who were very clear on the fact that they liked what they were doing. 
And we called them hoes from jump. Right. They knew I like sex. I like when I do this to a man. I like the response I get. And we labeled them. And it wasn't fair to those girls back then. Right? Y'all didn't let me go to Barton. <laughs> it wasn't fair to those girls back then. And I always not. thought it was weird because I'm like, then guys complain about women being frigid, but you just called this girl a hoe. So it's like, you're going to ruin her social capital, but at the same time, you don't want her to be frigid. Which one do you want? Right. So now it's like, okay, here go these men. They're developing. They, ha- they should have the right to be able to say, I I like doing this. It's not women who are calling them munch and thinking that they're less than. It's other men doing that. That's not no, no man. Because no man is going to say, yo, bro, I spent the last, you know, two weeks rotating my jaw between seven purposes. <laughs> They're not going to say that. But what if the munch is just munching on one person? On one person, but they like to do it. So he just pulling up after work. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and, and Listen, then, yeah, there are some people absolutely. that's what that's what they are into. It's just like I've heard it. I've heard it likened to just people who have grown up with an oral fixation. There are people who grow up with oral <laughs> fixations. And Her this is <laughs> I know why she laughing. I know why she laughing. But seriously, and it, it <laughs> You're kinda, a mean person. So, You're mean. Sometimes <laughs> it blossoms into this. You know what I mean? The roots are deeper than we think they are. It's not because of ice. So y'all marry your munches. Would I marry my munch? Sure, why not? That yeah. Because why would I, I not? Mean, yeah. That's I feel like not that it's a requirement, but is that not a yes. part of the package? No. Yes. It's, it's a requirement. It's a requirement. It's a part of the package. It's a requirement. Not for nothing, but even people are saying now that women who perform fellatio, they're eaters too. Oh, they've been Chief Keith started that in 2010. Right. She, so she women are now are also munches technically. Yeah. They're classified as eaters. I mean, would a man want to marry a woman who's who doesn't not gonna do that for him? I find that very. I find that some men, challenging. So for it depends. So there's like a sliding scale of men and women, right? And I feel like <laughs> everybody was like, oh, right. <laughs> oh shit, oh shit. What's he gonna say? Right. But here's the thing. I think even the ones waiting until marriage are hoping, like, I hope they do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope it's on the table. So, I think when you're younger, when you're, like, 22, 23, you can say, I'm going to wait till marriage, right? Okay. If you're not married in your 30s, the mm-hmm. likelihood that you're going to marry somebody that's never had any kind of sexual contact in mm-hmm. your same age demographic is, like, rare. How would you want to? That, too, <laughs> right? That, too. That's a lot of work. Right? But I feel like if you're a dude who can get action from women mm-hmm. and you're talking to five women and three are just like, you know, whatever in terms of they're very sexually confident. They know what they want to do, how mm-hmm. they want to do it. One is just like, you got to wait 90 days and the other's like, mm-hmm. I've never done that. I'm waiting until marriage. The I've never done that waiting until marriage. Better She better have some other immaculate <laughs> shit going on. Or she exactly. Never, right? <laughs> or she's, she's going to get... You know, downgrade. And then conversely, if y'all got she munches, you got three munches, and then you got one dude that's like, you gotta wait 90 days for some head. And the other dude that's like, I'm waiting to marriage. You gonna be in the group chat, flaming, yo, anti munch, because y'all gonna label him. Yeah. Anti munch is um is talking about he wanna go out to brunch. Fuck, I'm going to brunch with anti munch for. Oh, yeah, go to brunch with anti munch, get drunk, and, and then go see a munch. 
He's never gonna have a shot. <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> so that's how that goes. So when people put these arbitrary like, well, I was like, a ninety push day my dread like back right quick. a ninety day woman, um, for a guy that has fucking options, it's gonna be like. <laughs> Next and um, are they or are they gonna just nah? If they like you enough, that right? Yeah. Exactly. Because if you're single, you can do person. that. You can yeah, do that. But I so mean, why you waiting she'll be for her? But then you know, there's also She's women safe the whole time. Who, right. who after the right. first date say, you know what, let's go and built up a long term relationship with somebody too. So I think there is definitely like there's someone said rigid, right? Mm-hmm. That can't be a word in terms of building a relationship with somebody like. You got to go with the flow in terms of what makes sense for you. But then there's also, you know, as you get older, you also got to peel back less criteria, right? Because you don't want to be what Chili wants, you know, 40-something talking you, about I got a list. You can peel back. It's an option. <laughs> you sh- well, some, you know what I'm saying? Not Ch- all. What Chili wants only exists because maybe she didn't peel back. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying right. that it's always a choice to do that right now. And I also and think Cannon this... Hit, it's fucking Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because... You, you're speaking from the standpoint of building a relationship, building a relationship. Um, I don't think many people are interested in that. Like, at, you know, especially going back to, like, I Spice, people who are 22, 23 years old, like, it's not like, you know, a few decades ago where by that time it's like, all right, if you're not married, mm-hmm. like, you're, you're you know, right. garbage. Yeah. Like, now it's like, <laughs> you're not married at 35. There's still hope. 40, yeah. there's hope. Like technology and everything, if it's, you know, if you want to have children, there's so many options that you can do to wait. So people don't feel like, oh, my gosh, time is ticking. I need to be in a relationship. It's like, let me have fun now. Because once I do settle down, it's just going to be this one person forever. People having children at like 48, 50, damn near. Yeah. So So I don't think people are like looking at it through the lens or the scope of (laughs) relationship. (laughs) I was like, what you say? Huh? You had something to say? I had nothing to say, but oh. I just got looks like this nigga about to say some yeah, shit. I, I could feel it in your subconscious. <laughs> no, no, like no, something no. was about to come to the front. No. All I want is equality in terms of dating. I just, because there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, will see a pretty face mm-hmm. and think he got to do that and get used. Yeah. And that's what I ain't worried about. That's not using. <laughs> you do have to do that. <laughs> You're not being used, I promise. Gum, you gotta chew the bubble gum if you like to chew the bubble gum. Y'all oh, listening to that Billy B? It's that Billy B. Listen, got, shout got out to the, to the bachata song. That's my shit. Um, all right. I mean, so safe to say that. <laughs> safe to say, fellas, protect your jaws. Women too. Okay. Period. Listen, fellas, if a woman hands hands you some. <laughs> Bazooka Joe on the first date. <laughs> be careful. Watch out. Yeah, you know I mean, um, <laughs> be careful. Silly. Um, the other thing I want to talk to y'all about is Balenciaga. Okay. And how we said years ago when Gucci was fake canceled with Monkler that this is like a cycle. So now, for those mm-hmm. that don't know, Balenciaga had an ad that looked like it was pedophilic and had kids and whips and chains. With like teddy bears, whips and chains, yeah. and they apologize, and Balenciaga sued the ad agency as if it's the ad agency's fault. Right. Um, that was the most ridiculous spin I've ever right. seen. Yeah. So when we said years ago that this would happen again, we wanted to be wrong. We were not. Right. It's happening again, mm-hmm. and I have not seen a celebrity saying, in the words of uh, Cliff Harris, 
we are hereby temporarily withholding our funds <laughs> from Balenciaga. People still wearing their monoclons. They still wearing those fitted Balenciaga mm-hmm. sneakers that go up to your ankle. Ain't shit changed, right? <laughs> and the moral of the story from my perspective is the Jerry Joneses of the world who get caught yeah. in a picture when he was 14 trying to not integrate a school and the Balenciagas that do halfway like pedophilic stuff, mm-hmm. nothing happens to them because they control the culture, mm-hmm. right? Like Jerry Jones controls one of the most profitable, if not the most profitable football franchises. Football is one of the most profitable sports. Mm-hmm. Balenciaga is one of the most profitable brands right now, and they're part of a larger umbrella. Mm-hmm. So as a people, I want us to just be more conscious of what we support before we... You know, spend so much time endorsing things outside our culture, look inward and support that because chances are the local brand is not going to be doing shit like this, right? Like the local brand is not going to be on the news for selling fake jewelry to rappers in Philly mm-hmm. um, and or for having a photo shoot with kids in BDSM yeah, gear. Right. Very weird. I mean, listen, I feel, I feel like at this stage of the game, someone described the current culture to me as um, a land of the walking dead in the mm. sense that everyone is groupthink is like is mm. like the parasite that has taken everybody over. If you yourself, I feel like if you are trying to protest something that you feel is wrong, then you are going to have to just rely on yourself to protest that. Waiting for the day where mm. the culture collectively comes together to do it, I think, is a waste. And mm-hmm. it's also a crutch that people are doing. Because it's easy to, to, to scream into a vacuum on social media and be like, we should come together or we should do this. No one's going to fucking do it. And everybody who has seen the trend the last, I don't know, year, two years. Mm-hmm. with Because this is almost a new brand of marketing, mm-hmm. shock marketing. Like, people love to do this shit because they get really high impressions mm-hmm. really Beauty. quickly Beauty. for free right. for free 10, and so it's kind of like it's kind of like you know like like if you really want true change you really want people to boycott some things that's it's not gonna it's not gonna mm-hmm. happen if you're waiting for the collective mm-hmm. at this point brains are mush people who are just gonna go with the group think are gonna keep doing that so you yourself have to put a um a stop to it if you don't want to see it. People like some of our favorite celebrities, they paid. You haven't realized that these folks are on somebody's bankroll by now? Then you part of the problem too. Mm-hmm. You got the parasite and don't even realize that you have it. So I don't wait for anybody to tell me that this is wrong and I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And that's what I think we we kind of need to do. It's like, yo, give up the group thing. What do you want to do? You don't support pedophilia. You don't support kids in BDSM costumes. You don't fucking buy the brand. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And when people ask you, what are your thoughts or why don't you own? You tell them this is the reason. Mm-hmm. And you let them decide for themselves. And then you, to double down on your brand, figure out if you want that person to be part of your network or not. Mm-hmm. I definitely that. agree. Going a step further besides what... Um, they were doing in the advertisements. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, the CEO also owns a different, like, a art mm-hmm. website, yeah. and there were actual toys of disfigured children where, like, the nose was a penis, weird, the mouth was like an open hole, 
and weird so it was like they, they took it what, even taken yeah like they took it a, a step further so it's not it's like okay fine you apologize about that but what is this about yeah and then they were like oh well that's a separate artist we can't vet i'm like yes you can yeah you have the resources compliance quality assurance whoever mm-hmm. run an audit on these mm-hmm. people and you have to give the okay yeah. there's no way they just uploaded it and no one Verify because uh, people don't do art shows without curation, whether right. it's digital or in person. Someone curates that right. shit. Mm-hmm. So if people are submitting things, then they're submitting things under a theme, mm-hmm. right? So if they're kids with buttholes for math, like I mean, yes. it's just fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, when I saw the visual, I'm it's like, nuts. oh wow, it's nuts. And wow. so folks are gonna be wow. excited because they've dumbed down our attention span. People are gonna be hype over this for like a few seconds, and they're gonna move on. <laughs> but where for was sure. where was this scene? Like, was it on the site? Like they were selling something? So on the um, on the Balenciaga site, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not, it was either children's clothes or like the teddy bear that they were holding mm. that had the BDSM. The art was not affiliated with Balenciaga, but the CEO does own like a different oh, okay, art okay. creation so they were like there's no way this is a coincidence right. like you're clearly this is what into you guys this. are into yes it's disturbing all right. this is like really disturbing I, mean, I don't wear Balenciaga so I can't boycott them but I do think that celebrities and their I don't know ties it seems as though they're not ready to cut ties because my thing is like they never are they mm-hmm. like okay you want to come out and talk about like shit we don't care about your opinion on mm-hmm. but every day you post it up in your balenciagas so why not at least use this time to say hey i'm not gonna wear that anymore because i you know but again celebrities are employees in fact it's the worst job to have it's the worst kind of employee to be you can't be yourself mm-hmm. someone owns your voice they own what you can say you ever seen beyonce say anything smart bitch never has right. no opinions on fucking nothing mm-hmm. whoever right. owns her persona mm-hmm. or whatever she yeah. can say and i know that she's she's bought her liberation to a degree mm-hmm. but she still can't speak on just anything whenever mm-hmm. she wants celebrity is not she seems like she pays behind the scenes no or, no no or, that's what i'm saying right. she's bought her liberation yeah, because, to a degree yeah, that's true but at the same time like that's to true. what degree Right. You know, there are people attached to her to her product and she can't. She's the face of Tiffany, is it or whatever? Mm-hmm. You think she could just come out and be like, blood diamonds are a terrible thing. <laughs> Even with NSARS, people were like demanding her to say something because she did the album predominantly yes. with the uh, she African. was savage. Yes. And then she said something eventually, but people were t- to your point, like you don't know if she was sending money over there, resources. And here's what I'm saying. Even when that came up, folks was like, Oh, you see. Beyonce was she don't always be saying stuff but she be doing stuff I was like here's the problem with this that's cute that you were sending money and making meals or whatever you was doing but that's not what they asked you for they asked you for your platform Nobody fucking asked you to, to be a humanitarian and send mm-hmm. care packages. Nobody asked you to do that. Mm-hmm. They asked you to go on your Instagram that's for free <laughs> and say and SARS and you couldn't do it. And now you giving us this. Yeah. We know like like okay mm-hmm. cool thank you for the meals but what but we're, no one's gonna follow up on it. And you mm-hmm. know what? Actually, a few months ago, I went back to track it to see if if there are any photos, images of what happened from that. You can't see it. Act mm-hmm. like it's not hard to scrub the internet for some things that you you know what I'm saying. So I like, ask, I'm like, yo, did SARS end? Like, I don't even. What happened with that? And you're not going to because we're already on to the next thing. Right. We've all been indoctrinated to have shorter in- attention spans. Mm-hmm. We just do. So it's like it's like two minute songs called Munch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like ultimately, like celebrity just is not. It looks good. It's the. It's like the. 
They call it's enchantment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It works for profit margins, but it really doesn't work for the actual celebrity. You know right. what I'm saying? If you're going to be a celebrity, be a celebrity on your own accord. Yeah, own exactly. your things yeah. so that way you can say what you want, you know, and do what you want. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. I do have to dip out because I have to save the planet. Uh, yeah. Go planet! Yeah, there is no planet B. We only have one. Um, mm -hmm. So if anyone is interested in finding out how I do so, I did mention that I um, champion for four pillars of sustainability, mainly the environment. Um, if you're interested, again, uh, I also go by Let's Not Get Wasted. So you can search the hashtag. Um, you can also find me on my socials, Pequeñita, but it's P-E-Q-U-E-N, the number one. T -A. Wait, how do you say that? Pequeñita. Shit. Okay, it means my baby really is, small. My baby is Costa Rican. No, okay, I've been, baby. Pequeñita. Pequeñita. Heck, <laughs> one to one, like yeah, and the one is in the middle. That happens a lot. I've been butchering that. So. Shout out to Shan. One time I was in Costa Rica, couldn't speak any of the Spanish. I would call her, and she would translate for me in real time to all of the vendors. No problem. She would put him on the phone. I'd be like, all right. Oh yeah. Speaking of so sustainability, so um, I am Costa Rican and. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but we were named the most sustainable country. Mm -hmm. So I was very proud of that. There you go. Pura so, yeah. Vida. Yes. Pura Vida. Pura so those vida. of y'all that are visiting, please keep it beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Well, thanks for pulling up. You're always going to pull back up, you know. Uh, in the meantime, we'll let you go save the planet. Um, <laughs> guys, be careful out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have any worries, dial 311. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> well, new music. Um, and shout out to Steph for introducing us to the sustainable one. <laughs> um, you know, good guest. You know, that was solid, riveting. New music. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to my guy, Label New York. Um, well, Label NYC. His new song, Honey Munch, oh, wow. is my song. And it's his retort to Ice Spice. Oh. This is, I didn't know one was necessary, but that's and I can't wait to hear it. Like you, he's a zoo. <laughs> so he's fronting. Anyway. Oh, 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 oh gosh. He's gonna see this. Oh man. Bro, listen. Listen. I'll call you. I'll fix it. Don't worry, bro. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm sure the song is a smash. It is. Um so my pick is also from another zoo. It's Jessie Wu's cover of Mona Lisa. Is she a woo? She is. Well, she's not a woo. Oh, you mean like the gangster? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I can't. I can't confirm that. Because I was she's from Brownsville. No, okay. I feel she's like from she's Miami. from Miami. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. It, got it, okay. And so um, she covered uh Mona Lisa, and it's called Consa. Consa is Creole for like this. Mm. And um, what's she saying? What's this, what's the flavor? So keeping it in the munch theme. Um, <laughs> That's not what I thought the song was saying. You said it earlier. I thought she was saying, "Let's go get some black rice." The, yeah, I mean the 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 hook is "Vin Jerem Consa Consa." So Samuel, you, you Haitian, so you know the you know actual what the words mean. But Jerem is like move me, like this, like this. It's so let's go dance. Sure. <laughs> sure but the Maybe. words preceding it definitely don't say dance so what does it mean because I need to be able to inform she's essentially you know the song is essentially saying you know um, you talk a lot about how great you can do things here's the opportunity come move me like this like this and so so she's a, she's a jawbreaker guys watch out for these jawbreakers these chicks is jawbreakers out here man I'm telling you 
Watch out for these jawbreakers. <laughs> Yo, but the song and is And I'm getting fire, death stares too. Yo, did I see that death stare by this one? This nigga better stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my pick. It's a great pick. It's a good song. Yeah. Uh, my pick this week is from Coco Jones hey. called I See You. Hey. It's very, it's very Song is fire. Jazzy favors. I, a little, a little. Yes, girl. She does. And for those that. She's a beautiful. Gorgeous and the woman. funny thing is, like, I saved, because you know, like, I, you know, you ever saved, like, makeup inspo? Mm-hmm. And I saved a picture of hers because I was like, oh, like, I feel like we have similar skin tones. Yeah, no, you do favor her. What? She favors you. Here I go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for everybody to do all this makeup and, <laughs> but she's a so Coco Jones is the woman who plays Hillary on the Fresh Prince yes, reboot, yes. and she's wild talented. It's a, it's crazy that Young and May was the probably one of the the first recent artists who turned down a role on a prominent show. She turned mm-hmm. down Empire because she didn't want to be known as that character. She wanted to be known for her music. Yeah. And then you got Jacob Lattimore, Rotimi, um, the dude who plays um, oh, uh, Zoe's boyfriend on um, Grownish. Who is that? I don't watch Grownish. Damn it. Um, I'm sorry. Damn. Trevor Jones. Yes. <laughs> um, and even Luke James. Like Oh. So there's people who... And he can say. Right. But I think... So for Jacob Lattimore... I think he got known as Everett on the shy yeah. first. Yeah. But he like he could really sing too. Yeah, I have some of his music on on uh on iTunes too. As can Trevor. Like I fuck with their music, right? Yeah. But it's just like for those that don't really consume music like that and don't like look for, for music, like they've gotten a buzz and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Most people are like, oh, that's that's just Everett from the Shy, or yeah. that's just old boy from yeah. from so and so. So when you first showed me I was like, Oh, that's no, y'all said she's from Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, she's bigger than that, that role because she can really sing. Mm-hmm. Her voice is very beautiful. Her too. voice it's like is deep yeah. and velvety. Well, not Tony Braxton deep, but I love. I appreciate an alto, a good alto. Mm-hmm. So, so alto is a deep woman voice. No, it's it's just not. I feel like it's alto is like what we're speaking right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Got singing it. at this level, I feel is cool. Tenor is like a Braxton, right? But Which then, one, Tamar or Tony? Uh, Tony. Tony is a tenor. No, we say love. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can see that. And then, <laughs> I feel like Tamar Tamar might be a an alto, mm-hmm. higher pitch. Yeah, just a uh, little bit. So what's what's Mariah Carey? She's all of them. Okay. Sis got octaves, yeah. mm-hmm. and she has that one note at the end of the songs only she can hit. Yeah, I feel like Ashanti <laughs> might be a. Is she a soprano? Do you think she's a soprano? <laughs> I'm thinking about the song Happy. It wasn't a lot of singing. It was more like crooning. Okay, you know what? <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. I'm an Ashanti fan. Uh, yo, lips, those. Uh, anyway, yeah. um, hood esoterics, please okay. enlighten us with your esotericisms. <laughs> <laughs> so, first, I will say that I'm really excited that people like this section. Yes, we don't have a theme song or anything, but what I'll do is just explain what esoterics is. Before I start. So esoterics is just a term that kind of describes uh, hidden knowledge, right? So it's uh, information that at some point in history was reserved for certain groups of people. 
Um, and so now, because of the age of information, we have a lot more of this information kind of flooding the streets and people want to make sense of them. And so um, I myself have been groomed in esoterics. My parents were very diligent about opening me up to other things from very young. And so it's just kind of a part of my being. It's not necessarily a new thing for me. Um, and so I'm happy to be a bridge uh, for folks who want to learn a little bit more. But I would advise don't practice anything you are not adequately mm-hmm. resourced in or knowledgeable about because these things are real. They may sound like, you know, kind of like fantasy or fanciful. Maybe that's a better word um, to people who are just being acquainted to it. But that you shouldn't try them just happenstance. I would encourage let this be the introduction to your own research. Okay, so today um, it's kind of basic. Well, you know, let me be the judge of that. I'm saying basic because it's basic to me. But like I just wanted to define masculinity and femininity because I feel like we get a lot of conversations these days (laughs) about women being in there, being hyper masculine, men being hyper feminine and da, 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 da. And so, you know, earlier today I was thinking through like how I was going to do this and one of the things I wanted to definitely bring up was just the characteristic, the main characteristic of masculinity and femininity, and then reframe the conversation from that lens, right? So um, just one important note is that uh, masculinity and femininity, divine masculinity, divine femininity is one not gendered, right? These are just energies. They're energy signatures. They're not gendered. Two, everyone possesses both. Everyone possesses both. So every man, even on the corner, serving, Mm -hmm. got femininity in him. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the way that I like to frame it, and every woman who is running a business also got femininity in her. Mm -hmm. Or running a household has masculinity in her. Um, One of the ways that I like to frame it, and I find that it makes it easier, it made it easier for me to absorb and uh, work with and also communicate to others is that is the main characteristic of both of those energies so femininity when we're talking about femininity we're talking about the the energy of magnetism that's what we're talking about we're talking about the ability to draw things in right um and the reason why we say that is because like the world it before it was in the universe the world any anything in the cosmos before it was alive with activity it was in its feminine which means it was in its receptive state it was still things were drawn into it like black holes are are like um would be an example of femininity because there's nothing there it's just dark but it pulls everything into it right um and the idea of like a big bang and forgive me if my science ain't right any scientists please just join the conversation but um (laughs) the idea that it would pull the right things into it to produce a bang right Mm -hmm. so that's that's what we think you know essentially if we if we oversimplify is like kind of what happened with the beginning of Mm -hmm. things it's like things were drawn into an orbit and boom life right and so um often people will hear me talk about the mother god and i will always say the mother god is first because you know that's the state of things at first when you're in your when you're meditating you are in your feminine because you're allowing yourself to receive Right. And things come to you, visions, ideas, inspirations. Those things come to you because you're in your feminine Um, masculine. Their main characteristic is electricity. 
right? So when you're in your masculine, you're electric. You take things from one point to another. You can inspire life, inspire an idea, inspire action. So a ma- like masculine energy is the ability to kind of like produce a thing. Um, we know higher parts of our consciousness because of masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. We are only able to access higher life, higher thinking because of masculinity, right? Like your dad, like your mom gives you the fundamentals, your dad grows you up. It's mm-hmm. kind of like what we think, right? So like if you take it back to culturally, if we take it back to uh tr- like super old matriarchal systems, right? Where like maybe think tribes were nomadic, you know, there is a village dad because like, nobody really cared mm-hmm. who the who the father There's... was. But like the mother is teaching the kid language. She's giving the baby fundamentals. And then when the baby is of age, they take they give them to the dad. And the dad grows him up in society. Now he gives him the lay of the land, tells him where his place is, tells him how he 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 grows things, what position he's supposed to take. And that essentially is how we how I look at masculine and feminine energy, right? Like feminine is first, it's found it's foundational. So like there is no there is no, and it's also a, a basic element of all things because everything was in its feminine before masculine, mm-hmm. right? So um, when we talk feminine energy and masculine energy, we're literally just talking about the ability to attract and the ability to create. And they're equal, all right? So in the modern conversation of like dating and things of that nature, I think if we use magnetism and electricity as the characteristics rather than masculinity and femininity, we would have more productive conversations Hmm. because then we can say arguably, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has a unique combination or a unique kind of like distilling Mm -hmm. of to connect or to right. mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas there are some men who are absolutely magnetic and they're magnetic because of how they care. They're magnetic because of how they teach. They're magnetic because of how they they show respect or they show love. Some people, if they aren't knowledgeable and they're hung up on masculine and feminine, they're going to call him a simp. Right. But if I switch it and I say that this man is simply magnetic, he might have a certain percentage of femininity that is a little bit more than the electricity. And depending on the circumstance or whatever he's involved in, he's able to pull more than someone else right Mm -hmm. then we have other women we have women now who might be more electric than they are magnetic Mm -hmm. they can put things in the world Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they can create things now we do have a section of study called uh human design i'm not very um i'm not very knowledgeable on human design because it's it's a newer area of study and people take years to like learn it Mm -hmm. for real um i haven't I have not invested a year in learning in it, but I am aware of human design. And there are different categories. There's a generator, a manifesting generator. There are projectors. There are reflectors. And these are essentially roles in society that people largely fall in. Now, if you're a generator, this means that you're able to produce. If you're a manifesting generator, that means you're able to conceive and produce. Mm -hmm. If you're a projector, that means you you are naturally adept at teaching. If you're a reflector, you're usually an outcast, but you are the best at showing society what they actually look like Hmm. because you live on the fringe of society Mm. you get what i'm saying so like if we if we're if we're spinning a block that was just an example but if we're we're using that kind of as a template to describe further electricity and magnetism then you would see that some people have 
a certain percentage mm -hmm. of electricity to be a certain way in the world. Mm -hmm. Some people possess a certain amount of magnetism to be a certain way in the world. And there are already roles in other areas of study that show that you can be both mm -hmm. equally. You know, and so I think that, you know, if we could just hold on to that idea that, you know, femininity is really just talking about the ability to attract, you know, like that's why when guys are like, we want women to be more feminine. You want to see a woman who can pull you. I will. This is just a Stephanie tidbit. Don't be mad at then at being pulled in. Because that, that just be the weird part for me. It's like you want a feminine woman and then you get mad that you got pulled into mm -hmm. the vortex. We don't get it. But, <laughs> um, but you know, like there is the ability to attract, you know what I'm saying, is being in your feminine. That is being receptive. Mm -hmm. You are able to receive. If you are electric and you are producing, women can't give birth without electricity. Do you get what I'm saying? So naturally, she's got to have some mm -hmm. of that. You know, they can't make a home without electricity. They can't teach your kids without electricity. Mm -hmm. And if we talk at a micro scale, and forgive me if I'm going too fast. Let me know if I'm losing anybody here. Not, I mean, y'all let me know in the comments. But like, <laughs> you know, you guys. But, you know, if we're talking about um, a woman's ability to, to because there's, there's always talk about being hyper-masculine, right? Mm -hmm. The reason why this is, confusing to any progress we're going to make or a hindrance to any progress we're going to make is because the system we live in is very masculine. So electricity being a masculine charge, if this woman who by this system by design is already set back and she needs to be electric here, she has to be extra electric. Does that make sense? Like it's almost like she can't compete if she's not extra electric for whatever her circumstances are. Some women who are more balanced in their composition will use some of their magnetism in order to be electric. So that's when you get the women who are wearing the power suits. They know exactly how much cleavage, you know what I'm saying? Because she's still she's still aware and she still is composed of a certain amount of magnetism. But because the system she's operating in is electric, is masculine by definition, by charge, she has to be more electrically charged if that makes sense mm -hmm. so i just this is just my hood esoteric offering to you guys today to reframe how we're looking at masculinity mm -hmm. and femininity and more so look at it from the characteristic of being magnetic and being electric because that's how the universe works mm -hmm. we are electromagnetic beings you know this is why frequency music works you know we have atoms and protons and this is science mm -hmm. and it's backed by it mm -hmm. so it's like no one we should we should really do ourselves the favor and not just um you know kind of pigeonhole ourselves to these these societal constructs of what a feminine person is or what a masculine person is we all are both mm -hmm. at varying degrees and it is our job in this waking world to to vibrate at a level where you meet your match that's why your frequency matters. You know what I'm saying? Your yeah. your vibration matters. You will meet the pair for you that has the, the right same frequency. Yeah. A, not mm -hmm. even the same. A complementary a complementary one. Mm -hmm. I said that right? Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. A complementary one. Because you might just need a woman who is super electric might just need a magnetic man. Mm -hmm. Cause that cause she will bend to him mm -hmm. because he is magnetic. Mm -hmm. Right? No, you've worked a lot. I really would love to see you at home. 
he's magnetic in mm-hmm. the way that he cares. She's gonna yield to that. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of thinking, oh, and she's feminine and his room for his masculine. <laughs> Whatever the fuck niggas are saying on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So it's funny because <laughs> I saw on one of those random podcasts where it was just like, um, so, you know, that was very deep and, and prophetic, and I thought that was a very great scientific breakdown of a lot of, you know, it's it's like the 10,000-foot view of yes. what people are going through, you know, on the zoomed-in level. I think part of what it is, though, is you have some women who have their guard up, sometimes mm-hmm. rightfully so, mm-hmm. you know, either their mom told them, xyz or dudes did the most and they you know became you know hardened for sure right and then you also have a lot of these platforms where dudes you know make it a point to try to tell women about themselves mm-hmm. right but i think there isn't enough self-awareness there isn't enough self-actualization there isn't enough time with people saying hmm what am i mm-hmm. it's more so about it's more outward than inward like folks spend way more time saying Oh, you know, she's this, she's that. Now I've I've been around um, you know, women who I felt like, yo, she's going mad hard. And in my mind, I'm like, I almost felt bad for her. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, okay, something must have happened in your life. And it's it's, it's circumstantial, right? But it's like in the dating sense, I feel like if a woman was too I don't want to use the word masculine as much mm-hmm. as I'll say if she was too electric. Okay. Good job. <laughs> right? It's it's like... When you say going hard, what are you referring to? Hmm. So, like, a, like a good example would be if a woman... um, Actually, this is a great example. I was in Woodlands one day, and R&P. I... Right? right? <laughs> and it's mad people trying to get a drink. Mm-hmm. And everyone's waiting calmly... And this woman says, excuse me mm-hmm. to me. So I'm thinking she wants to sit at the bar. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And she says, excuse me. And then instead goes to the. So I'm at the bar waiting. She says, excuse me, past people to stand there and then orders her drinks and skips everybody. And her friend comes to me. is like, oh, I'm sorry. Apologies. And I'm like, nah, that's how she giving it up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if that's what makes her feel great in the moment. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. And the chick turns back at me and looks like, almost like uh, annoyed that I'm even saying anything yeah. about her. Because she's like, where you at? Mm-hmm. No, maybe with his microphone is her friend's here. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to her friend. And then my guy's like, yo. So I'm like, nah, you know, she thirsty. So she went and got a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, in that moment, you know, the friend is like, you know, it's my birthday. She was just, I'm like, listen, I, like, I, I was trying to tell her, I was like, nah, listen, it's all good. I'm not, because I, I really wasn't offended. Mm-hmm. Like, I, to me, it wasn't that serious. It's mm-hmm. a crowded spot. Mm-hmm. Some people can be extra, like, it was what it was. Mm-hmm. But in her mind, she felt like that was the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, she thought that course of action was mm-hmm. most appropriate. Mm-hmm. And a different person would have been like, yo, what the F are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? So I think... That's an example of a situation where I feel like it's it's so hard because I do think there's also this counterbalance where you have a lot of women that are just looking to argue with a man about anything. And it's mm-hmm. just like some women are just so 
wound up mm-hmm. that they're willing to argue with women or anything. And then on, on the other side, because I'm being objective, mm-hmm. you got some dudes that are so hurt that, you know, they look at women as like um, threats to their existence. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, she's a pretty woman. She must be an airhead. Mm-hmm. Or if she has, you know, nice things on, a man must abort it. Right. right? Some mm-hmm. dudes are so hurt that, you know, women can do no right. Right. <laughs> and some women are so hurt that men can do no right. Right. And I think that's the part where we got to get through to that. Right. Culturally, you know, the Munch songs and that kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm mostly joking, but mm-hmm. I do think there's a sense of people's guards are so heightened. Mm-hmm. The younger generations tell me that, you know, people I know under 25 that are not married don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And when I was of that age... I feel like there were people that were of the age that were talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. Nobody I noticed that young these days talks about marriage. About it, right? It's more about like, you know, trips, traveling, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. So I think there's been like a very big energy shift and everything that was short term. Even songs like much as two minutes. The song is less than two minutes. Less than two minutes, yeah. Right? Like in the fifties songs were like two fifty. Then yeah. in the seventies they got long to like seven minutes because yeah. it was the breakdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And then in the eighties and nineties it was like a four minute song was like mm-hmm. the standard. 2000s, four minutes, then it was three and a half. Songs now in the 2010s was like two, it was like less than three, two and a half. Mm -hmm. Now songs are barely two minutes. Barely two minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, that's just speaking to more the transactional. Again, the the charge on our our culture is masculine. It's electric. Mm. Boogie, oogie, oogie. (laughs) (laughs) But I I mean that to say, think about a live wire. You ever seen a, you ever seen an electric cord? Mm -hmm. Like just, spark people jump like it's it's out of control it's volatile mm-hmm. that's just what the state of things is right now and in the example you gave with your friend you know well not your friend excuse me the the two women at the bar trying to order one friend is in is clearly in her in her feminine right because she was bad too okay well cool <laughs> but she could she probably could feel mm-hmm. because she's in her her feminine she could feel that what her friend did was was overbearing she looked embarrassed and it was a few of them and others was, was kind of like like they wasn't jacking right it. but that one like but in every crew there's like that friend right, right. Mm-hmm. male or female like there's like the live wire right mm-hmm. she was like it's funny because now oh shit live wire you know it, that it makes, makes sense, sense. Mm. but it was also like in that situation I guess where I was at in my life was I'm just like I was impressed yeah because I'm like yo I'm, I'm here I'm getting my drink next it's not that deep yeah and it's also like the bartender um gave them their drinks and I don't even remember if they tipped or whatever, but the bartender came to me next. It was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. In those kind of moments, if you're like situationally aware, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably not getting the best of service. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time you get the bartender's attention, even if you tip big, mm-hmm. they may or may not remember you. It's yeah. just not mm-hmm. yeah. optimal, right? Because they're electric. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not optimal. <laughs> they so wound up dealing with managing personalities. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't anything that serious, but you know, yeah. Oftentimes, I encounter, you know, when I'm out to eat and I go to, like, my new thing now was going to, like, restaurants to sit at the bar and eating oh, yeah, by myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I usually have sweats on, James St. Patrick Peacoat, <laughs> beanie, mad casual, and um, just, like, getting... It's interesting when people, you can, you can tell them making judgments about who they think you are mm-hmm. and then they get confused because like the manager of the restaurant 
is like, hey, you're not leaving here without doing a shot. Yeah. <laughs> or here's, uh, or like walk in and they're like the usual and they just bring my shit out in 10 yeah. minutes. Nothing's on the menu. Yeah. Right? So it's like those are the things, like those are the ways that I kind of flex without flexing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a certain amount of comfort I have now where it's just like, you know, those that, that energy stuff. I just realized how much power I have in my energy. And I don't even entertain a lot of the fuckery mm-hmm. and the insecurity of others. Mm-hmm. So I think the... So what would be a good way for people to approach dating in this context now? You know, because a lot mm-hmm. of this was about dating. Mm-hmm. So how would you approach things like an open relationship or even like a closed relationship? Like how would you... I feel like the best, the best <laughs> method is to learn you. The problem is that folks aren't learning themselves. They are externalizing all of their work. So instead of saying, oh, you know, like people are running to the street and saying, oh, well, women are using men for X, Y, and Z, instead of just looking at the ways that they may be inviting some people who are overly electric, you know, because they have no bo- they have no boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. look at your own boundaries before you say that people are out here trying to take advantage of you. You know so what I'm saying? So avoid Sagittarius is. No, I'm not going <laughs> to say that, but I am saying that, like, you know, I'll I just. It. I just think it's important for people to really, like you said, become more aware of what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought it was important for us to give masculinity and femininity a new name, like give them characteristics so that folks can actually see it from a functional perspective and see it within themselves. See it within themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, you know what? I know that I'm somebody who has a fair share of both, but I might be slightly more electric than I am like magnetic. And that works for me, Mm -hmm. you know? So the people for me have to have a certain type of combination and they have to draw in. They have to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know? Uh, And so like, once I know me and I accept that, I'm cool with what comes for me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm also able to easily identify it. Mm-hmm. You know, so when there are some people who are also overly electric, we tend to not get along because our, it's too it's too much too of much. the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're going to butt heads. And that's only because I have a firm understanding of who I am. But I also keep the window open because I know that I'm changing. As I get older, things are going to change. My circumstances are going to change. And because I have both energies in me, the composition may change. Mm-hmm. Just be aware of what the fuck is going on with you. Mm-hmm. Instead of what this guru is saying or what this podcaster is saying or what <laughs> this song is saying. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to keep up with what these these. Pers- descriptions other people have and just look at through hopefully through the lens of these functions you know look at what you're doing yourself how do you show up Mm -hmm. just look at how you how you operate in work look at how you operate in your close friends groups Mm -hmm. look at how you operate in your family dynamics it will give you who you actually are Mm -hmm. you know once you figure that out if you don't like it you can always change it because you are the god of your life you know what i'm saying so like you can change you can you the captain you can change this shit if you want look at me (laughs) <laughs> I'm the captain now. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you can always change that, but again, that's self-study. That's self-mastery. That's what we should be, mm-hmm. you know, putting our energy in rather than trying to meet some external, you know, level of uh, like external validation. Like it doesn't make any sense. I think I think our generation is being led astray by TikToks and reels and oh, relationship goals and forget it. What everyone's a, a guru. What a man should do and what a woman should do and what and again, like you said, like people have different energies mm-hmm. and, and you know you. I think I saw some article about uh, a a gay 
man mm-hmm. or pre- previously a man dating of like a a, a masculine woman. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to, you know, saying you have both energies mm-hmm. within you. Why wouldn't that yeah. match up? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't that make sense? Mm-hmm. And you know like, what's crazy? No, what you, what? <laughs> you see what's interesting? But the thing is like, I just every, left. <laughs> I just everyone, left. it doesn't have to even stay that way. Right. Because the power dynamic for real, for real might be, might be that if he turns that on, she will she will yield. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like that's why I don't want us to give too much power to the things that are outside of us. People shouldn't be able to spell how you should be operating mm-hmm. in your joint. Mm-hmm. You operating how you operate because that's how the fuck you operate. Mm-hmm. Your, you and your partner are on that same page because y'all are on that same page. It works for y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if you want that shit to change, you can work on it together by working on yourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just not... It's not, this is not the part of our lives where I think it should be up for public debate. Though I do appreciate public discourse on relationships, I think that this has gotten very, at least for me, it's gotten just, I, it's not even. Repetitive. Oh my God. I think it was like top of 2021. I was like, I think I quit. <laughs> <laughs> At the height of Kevin Samuels, I was like, you know what? I think, I think I quit because I didn't know at the time how to explain it to folks because these are areas of study that I study for myself. I'm not necessarily, mm-hmm. I've never been in a place where I was like, yeah, I want to teach folks. This is how it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this for me. So this is how I understand it. And so I'm just sharing. That's where Hood Esoterics came from. I just want to share how I, what I understand and how I understand mm-hmm. it. If it works for you, then I hope it edifies your life because it will allow you to have some more sovereignty. Like, I don't feel like I'm at the whim of whatever whoever says on social media mm-hmm. I, I don't belong to you niggas because I'm doing whatever I'm doing for mm-hmm. me you know there we go well that was riveting do we still need to discuss further any other topics um, so in wrapping this week what I will say is understands your mortality mm-hmm. right um, a lot of good people are leaving the physical and if you have what might be a minor discrepancy, no blood was shed with a person, consider mending that because death in the physical sense is permanent, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Hovain, a manager, Troy former manager, passed away last week and he was one of the people that posted on the gram like, damn, like, you know, we fell out in part because of the Urban Plaza situation and I didn't get to even you know, make that right with you all the way. Like, they had gotten back to, like, talking, but yeah. they didn't get the chance to mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah. And then, ironically, he couldn't go to the funeral because it was the same day that he had court for the Urban Plaza shooting. Ah. Wow. Right? So, I say all to say that, you know, if you have a minor spat with somebody or the energy is weird and you care about the relationship, mm-hmm. then fix it. Because once a person is not hearing the physical, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get a chance to fix it. Mm-hmm. At least not right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jesse, do you have a final word? Um, you know, I'm really into affirmations right now. Okay. Um, I, I think I was telling Hashepsut her pick last time. I listen to it every day, and it's just so like, literally. Yes. I want it. I get it. Sweet you know? brown sugar in a white world. Exactly. Can you manifest <laughs> me a, a big bag meal after this. Huh. Can you manifest me a Big Mac meal after yes. this? Yeah, I think okay. uh, we were done. already talking about that. <laughs> we were. See? Perfect, done. Perfect. It's done. It is done. It is done. It is done. And so and it is. Yeah. <laughs> and 
you know, just I'm having all the things. Yeah, it's like the it's the giving. Frequency it's giving. Is it's high, yes. and it's like keeping your frequency high and recognizing when you're having those like negative thoughts, acknowledge them, mm-hmm. and then let them go and come back to the light. Mm-hmm. Yo, like don't go into the darkness. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, I got to say this. It's cool. I was sleeping on. This artist, I I gotta give her flowers. Glorilla. Okay. <laughs> Yo, like big flowers just already, no? Nah, big but it's glow. just like I gotta say it again, cause I saw an interview, mm-hmm. a couple of her interviews, and she's just very Positive? like she got like nine or ten siblings, probably like twelve. Mm-hmm. But her energy is just like, I'm not getting plastic surgery. This is who I am. Yep. And she's just like, it's nothing better than a person who is confident in their truth. Yep. Right, and I tell people all the time, it's just like my big thing right now is the late bloomers, like the dudes that mm-hmm. are, are turning thirty six, and now all of a sudden they Rambo. Yeah, right. And to have <laughs> to have a Glorilla come out and just be like, I don't tomorrow, right? Like, yeah. cause I, I don't know the words, <laughs> but um, like the guys are feeling her. Not nah, like I've so. Her saw, music, that is no, no, as well as her, but like I saw a fucked up meme that says. She, I ain't gonna repeat that. I ain't gonna repeat that. This, I'll say it off here. I'll right. say it off here. Thank you. But um, I love her energy and I that song. Um, not F N F, but mm-hmm. the tomorrow song with Cardi mm-hmm. B. <laughs> I'll be in traffic like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, you know I mean, but nah, it's a it's a good that energy. A munch and he gonna eat it like a mango. Okay, I go front. That's <laughs> okay. a hard. That's a hard line. Okay, and then the ad lib is. <laughs> okay, like, shout out. To, shout out. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard line and it's a hard ad lib too but nah sorry to interrupt but no, I just cool. had to say it. it's, it's just like um, cause I've been listening to a, a lot more music around affirmations I still listen to the hood scholars that talk to me mm-hmm. you know that's what I mean fine. but um, a lot of songs where it's just like very um, bouncy and not all rap is low vibrational mm-hmm. like I don't think that song is low vibrational it's more about Yo, like, you tell the world you don't fuck with me, but who said you can? Yeah. And, yo, there's always tomorrow. Like, yeah. so I do think there's also space for that, too. And um, I'm hopeful that as we roll into the new year, you know, that can be something that people will gravitate towards even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. She, I love her energy. I, I did love the the fact that she fasted before her. her I heard about that. Out. And I just thought that that was like the realest shit I ever heard. She's like, me and my homegirls were tired of going into the year broke and trying for shit so we wanted something new so we fasted no no sex no alcohol no weed no nothing and so i could understand the jubilation in the video yeah mm-hmm. that's a hard video you talking about yeah i yeah. talking about f and f because mm-hmm. i think in the original tomorrow video yeah yeah there like, was something in the train station and stuff like that too no no wait i'm mixing up which one is the one where they get that plane is that that's not in f and f Tomorrow they're on a train, I feel like. Yes, they're on a train platform. I'm mixing them up. It's Either late, way, they yeah. turning up in all them videos. Yeah. <laughs> I love the energy in the yeah. train too. I'm like, what time was this? <laughs> when she had the pregnant homegirl twerk, I was like, period. <laughs> I wouldn't want my my pregnant lady twerking. <laughs> she might want to twerk. Pregnant women don't suddenly not be women because they pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is where to... this is where we we go off the rails. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. We don't have to agree on everything, but we don't have to. That's the beauty of it. It is, um, and I still respect you. Mm-hmm. You know, things. Are and cool. likewise, thank you very much. Um, but if you're pregnant, don't twerk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess my parting words. I was I was thinking on this a little bit. I feel like I I feel inclined to say to encourage people to be courageous in this time, um, you know, and courageous to do a new thing. Um, I think that we're at the end of the calendar new year. This isn't necessarily the the end of the new year, but um, not for me at least. Um, I count the spring equinox as the beginning of a new year. But um, the end of a calendar new year and that does have its place in this current like thing. And I just think that like if you've always wanted to be away, right, if you've always wanted to to do a type of job, if you've always wanted to have a kind of habit or talent, skill, extracurricular activity, just have the I encourage you to be courageous enough to do it. You know, even um, even if it's not having something new and it's just being courageous enough to state what your boundaries are or to say, you know, say what it is. Earlier today, I posted, you know, something that a few people hit me up about. And I was like, I see you folks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people are like, ooh, you know, what's going on here? And I was like, it's not necessarily that I've got any static. I just need to let people know that I've seen them for years. Mm. And I'm seeing, and I, I want I saw you that. to know I that I see. talking about? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> A lot of people were like that. And so I just felt like, I just want people to know that I see you. Because... I know it's really trendy to be super spiritual and things of that nature, but I have a relationship with the divine. Mm-hmm. So I'm sensitive for real. And I've, I haven't always been courageous, although I have been sensitive. So that means that I've seen things that I've let, I've allowed. Mm. So now that I'm in this new place in my life where I'm just like, mm-hmm. I dare to be courageous. Mm-hmm. I need people to know. <laughs> that's true shit. It's true. <laughs> no, I dare to, yeah. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because it's like, it's real. It's real. You know what I mean? I dare to be courageous. I don't, and I don't take no offense because this is just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I dare to be courageous to let you know I see you. However that falls for you is going to fall for you. Mm-hmm. It is what it is because at the end of the day, I've accepted that the sauce has been me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the sauce has been me. She the Alfredo. She the Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I saying that, there's a part of you that's always like, oh, you're being too this and you're being mm-hmm. too that. Those are all beliefs that kept me small for a very, very long time. I'm not interested in playing small no more. I'm daring to be courageous. So if I'm doing this for myself, I want to encourage other people to dare to be, be courageous, courageous in their I'm lives be as courageous. well. Be courageous. There you go. Be courageous. Shout out to Team Morocco. Let's go smack up the rest of the Iberian Peninsula. Listen, you know. IET, I'm sorry for you. I know Brazil, Brazil, you know, they lose today. I know that. We still have Argentine. We agree. Yeah, yeah. some folks lost some money. But it's okay. It's okay. I'm here from Morocco. By the I'm time this for... come out, hopefully we got that dub. Um, if not, we still got the dub because, shit, we holding down the whole African continent right now. All man. right, yeah, shout out to that. You know what I mean? Fuck with that. Um, but make sure you follow some socials. We on that YouTube Stereo underscore bros on Twitter, the IG. Um, thank y'all for y'all support. Word. Over and out. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.